Hey everyone, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 296. And I'm thinking this may be my last pandemic prepping update, because, frankly, there is a lot more to life than pandemics, and I don't know about you, but I'm kind of getting tired of all the fear porn out there. And in fact, I thought I'd actually try and counter all the negativity this week with a more positive spin on what you can be doing right now to make the most of these chaotic times. And I'm even going to throw in a wee bit of a personal confession to top it all off. It's all coming right up with this week's update, so let's jump right in. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Hey there, welcome back everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine. And if you've been following our recent week's broadcasts, uh, you've noticed that we've been taking this time to keep you up to date on best prepping practices to help you navigate this global pandemic and keep you and those that you love safe and secure as the cooties infest the planet. Well, it's definitely disrupted all of our lives, right? And mine included. And for sure, we all still need to be vigilant and responsible with protecting ourselves and others from coming into contact with the COVID-19 virus. But as easy it is to sow the seeds of misery and negativity, I'm personally not one to get down on things. And I always try to look for ways to use my current situation to improve my, my knowledge, my skills, my plans, whatever it takes to be better prepared for any crisis that may threaten me and my family, or just plain turn lemons in lemonade. So that's what I thought I would cover today because there really are some positive things that you can be doing right now that can make a big difference in not just your preps, but in your state of mind and even your very way of life. So in fact, I thought I would share with you three action challenges, basically, that I want to share with you that I think can make a very, very powerful difference for you. Okay. All right. So number one is to take control of what you can control. Okay. So yes, it's hard to control a nasty virus that's attacking every organ of your body. I get it which is why much of our recent podcasts have stressed over and over again to stay away from the virus. I mean, you can't get infected if you don't come into contact with it. And the reason why the numbers haven't skyrocketed out there is because people are being more responsible and doing things like self-isolating as much as possible and just being more cautious about coming into contact with possible infection of the virus. But during a time where you may not feel that you have much control over your life and are stuck at home watching reruns of The Simpsons in your tidy whities I challenge you to instead use this opportunity to look at what you do have control over and make positive changes in your life. Now, previously in one of our updates, I talked about using this opportunity to take lessons learned in this and make changes to your own prepping plan. Viruses and, and uh, pandemics are one of the five crisis, uh, I'm sorry, the collapse triggers that I, I've talked about for years. It's one. It's just one of the five. And it's one that most people don't get a chance to really prepare for or think about. Or um, a lot of people just put it off because they figure that's just something left over for Asia. We don't really have to worry about those things here. Even though the World Health Organization and the CDC, the Centers for Disease, for Disease Control, have been saying for years that we're long overdue for a pandemic. It doesn't matter. People don't really do anything about it until it's right at your doorstep, Right. Well, this is an opportunity to really take a look at your own personal preps for any crisis, collapse, disaster, or attack, and really start to put your lessons learned, what went wrong, what went right, what can you do to be better prepared in the future, not just for pandemics, but for other things as well. 
But that's just one part. So we talked about that in a previous update that we had. But also, what can what positive changes can you make in your life when it comes to your health, to your fitness level? Um, I talked before that one of the things that I've started doing is taking up cooking. You know, it was something that I think I've kind of always had aspirations of doing, but my wife was great. She's a great cook, so I never really had to. I could just work come home and dinner was ready. An amazing meal was right there for me. But I decided to take up cooking and I found out that I love it. I actually love cooking. Um, so I've been doing that with, with my son uh, who's been cooped up with me as well as we've been self-isolating. We've also started a garden. We, we got all of our, our, our vermiculture, our worms put in last week and we started, you know, we started our garden. So there's some things that we've we've done to really take control over the things and make positive changes in our life. So I challenge you again, not just to look at your prepping plans and be able to make those, take those lessons learned and make those changes, but also what can you take control over that when you're feeling like you're not in control? All right. So that's not, that's action challenge. Number one, um, action challenge. Number two is to do some good in the world or even just do some good in your neighborhood or even just in your street or whatever. Um, there is a lot that can come out of these types of crises. I have talked several times in the past about the the, the 1,000 year flood that came through my town and killed people in my town. It was a horrific flood that happened. I've talked about this before and about all the good that came out about how our 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 town, which is a small little Texas town, which definitely had some division in it among among our residents. We have very, we have a very kind of diverse makeup within our our uh, our, our neighborhoods. And it, but it brought people together because we had a common goal. We had a common goal of being strong together as a community. And it really, really brought us together during that, during that period of time. And it's something that carried with us afterwards also. It became part of our identity because we went through this together. We prevailed together with this. All right. Now, even in a pandemic crisis like this, it, it's very common that you'll see people dividing themselves. And we also talk about if you, if you took part in the webinar that I did, uh, about a month or so. That's probably more than a month or so ago now. Um, but when the when the virus, yeah, well, definitely more than a month or so ago. So when the virus hit, I did a special pandemic prepping thing, and I said you got to be worried about other people. Other people are always going to be a big threat when it comes to any sort of a crisis that can test everybody out there, because there are those that prepare and there are those that don't. And I talked about the different people that could be a threat to you, not just looters coming by that, which is the typical thing that we throw out there, right? Because there is looting that happens during certain types of crises, but also even just your neighbors, right? Even, even the people that could, you know, if, if things get really scarce and food is not available, then is it something that where if you're seen as having something and other people see that you have food or other, other items that they might need? Well, we always talk about that. You know, they might ask you for these things. And if you, if scarce, if, if resources really are that scarce, ask, and, and you're going to say no, because you have to protect your family, asking turns to begging, begging turns to demanding, demanding can turn to taking, potentially by force. So you, you may have heard me say that many times before, and it's very, very true. I've seen this thing happen before. Fortunately, this type of a crisis, this time, we're learning a lot from it. We're learning that supply lines can be kept open. Um, we've, maybe we haven't seen the worst of this yet. We don't really know yet. So of course this, even though this may be my last update, who the heck knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow or next week, next month or next year when it comes to this type of a crisis. But nonetheless, there are certainly things that can happen out there, but there are things that you can do to come together as a community also. So I want to give a shout out right now. Um, many of you that are on our newsletter have 
seen some of our, our promotions that we've done for different items from Survival Frog, which is probably one of the top survival gear and equipment, uh, probably retail spaces, e-commerce um, spaces um, just in the world. And the owner of Survival Frog, and by the way, I'm talking about survivalfrog.com. So if you go to survivalfrog.com, any of your any of your needs that you have for survival gear to pack in your bug out bag or just be prepared for any sort of a crisis, um, you'll find over at survivalfrog.com. And the owner of Survival Frog is a very good friend of mine. And I was just talking with him last week, and he said that he had donated, he had, he had brought in 150,000 N95 surgical masks. That Now, if you're not familiar, N95, those are the ones that everybody's trying to get their hands on, especially the hospitals, because they're the, our front line of medical personnel that are there dealing with infected people day in and day out. They, they're the ones that really need protection, right? So these N95 masks, everybody's been buying them up as much as they can. In fact, you've probably seen promotions for them out there where they're really expensive. There are certain masks that are out there that have reusable filters, and I've seen them for $30, $40, $50, $60 out there. People are going to take advantage of these of these types of opportunities. They can make a sale, right? Well, Survival Frog has brought in, and they've been, they've been bringing in, 150000 was the last count that I had from them. And they took those masks, and they decided they were not going to offer them to say it for sale to their newsletter subscribers and on their website. Could they have made a bunch of money off of those? Think about that. 150,000 of these masks, and some of them are going for $40 for just 10 of these disposable masks, essentially. What they did with that 150,000, they decided not. They were not going to sell them out to the public, and they've been donating them to local hospitals for free. Nothing in return, no ask for any sort of a plug or mention. They did not, he did not, he does not know that I'm mentioning his website on here. Um, but I believe in their, in their equipment. I buy my things from Survival Frog. Um, I promote Survival Frog, and it's those types of things. When other marketers out there might be taking advantage of the opportunity and selling things at a higher rate, uh, it's good to see that there are still retailers out there, people that really walk the talk but also care about their community, as large, as small or as large as that may be, and are doing something to help other people at a time when others are are, are hurting, okay, and, or say, and taking advantage of it. Um, another thing that happened, my sister, who lives uh, in Austin near me, went outside her door. She opened up her apartment door, and there was a cardboard box on the outside of her door and every other door in her hallway there that an anonymous neighbor had left a box of goodies there with a happy note. It was just like, you know, some popcorn. And there was just a few little things, some chips in there, but just some things in there to say, hey, um, hope you're having a great day. And that was a really nice gesture, right? And in a time when everybody is feeling down and 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 there's stress and you might be having some financial difficulties, job difficulties, family difficulties. Just just walking outside your door and having something like that um, left out there for you. I know I heard from her personally just what a great what a great thing it was. And it made her happy or made her think about her community a little bit more and what she was doing for other people around there. And it can kind of catch on. So the question, the challenge here is what about you? What can you do to not just kind of isolate yourself and hunker down and, and put up the barbed wire fence around your property, which you do have to be, you, of course, you have to protect yourself and your family, right? But what can you do as far as doing good in your neighborhood or the world? Can you just get online and, and go to um, some sort of a charity, uh, Feeding America, something that gives food to people who are hungry? Um, Kiva.org is another one that I give to. Tomorrow is going to be giving, well, when this, I'm sorry, when this goes out, it's going to be Giving Tuesday, and you're going to see a special 
uh, broadcasting there for me for I sit on the board for Operation Warrior Resolution, which is an organization that is dedicated to ending um, veteran suicide and combating combat PTSD for veterans. And it was started by a friend of mine who is a fellow combat veteran, uh, Kendra Simpkins. You can go to Operation Warrior Resolution or uh, yeah, Operation Warrior Resolution org. We're going to be doing a special thing because there is a uh, tomorrow, I guess, is Giving Tuesday and there is going to be a matching donations uh, deal for OWR and for the retreats that we put on over there. And this is an organization. I have my own nonprofit, which we are still kind of getting up. So we have a, a presence where people will be able to donate to it with their tax deductible donations. We are an official 501c3, but we do promote um, Operation Warrior Resolution. I do take part in the retreats that they, that we have in Florida, where we bring soldiers in who've been who've been struggling with combat PTSD. We bring them in, and no, at no cost to them, we have our retreat that we do our special rapid resolution therapy, which is a unique type of therapy that is literally changing lives in a matter of just a couple of hours, um, as well as some other things we do to help the veterans really get get more control over their life. So what can you do? Maybe you can go online and maybe you can just go ahead and donate. Just the $5 just makes a big difference sometimes. Um, what about you? Can you leave a packet of maybe survival food? If you if you do have survival food that you have stockpiled either from uh, Realized Foods, which is a company that we support, um, Four Patriots, another company that we support, anything that you have in the way of survival food, instead of going out there and meeting with your neighbor and cracking open a beer and having a barbecue and saying, you know, you really need to have some survival food stocked away, well, Go ahead. Maybe this is a better way to do it and do it anonymously. I always recommend people again, because you want to keep your prep secret as far, you know, I, I recommend you keep your prep secret, but it's a way of really kind of giving a tip to somebody because you do want your neighbors, neighbors to be better prepared. You do want them to have food and everything stocked away. So they're not knocking on your door, but it's a really good way for you to be able to anonymously give a tip to somebody that, Hey, here's something you can think of. So maybe take one of your food packets and just leave it anonymously at night over on somebody's porch. Be careful with that. You don't need like to hear the racking of a shotgun behind the door. If somebody's got like the ring doorbell, it opens, wakes them up, or alarm system, or something like that. Maybe throw it like the uh, the kids do with the uh, with the newspaper, right? Just throw it up on the porch or something, and just have a nice note on it as well. Um, or even if it's if it's not survival food, maybe just leave a bag of M and M's there, just candy, just with a with a nice note, just saying, hey. Um, kind of sucks out there right now, but it's going to get better later. And, um, that's kind of a mantra of mine sucks now better later. And, um, just hope you're having a, having a great day and leave a little smiley face on it. All right. And, uh, just something like that can really make a big difference to, um, to people it's just in their day and it might, and it, and it gets passed on. Okay. So think about what you can do to spread some good and some cheer around. All right. All right. Challenge number three is to change your freaking attitude. Okay, so some tough love here, all right? But this is something I've really had to deal with myself. So no matter what your circumstances are, job loss, financial difficulties, maybe you've got relationship problems, you may not feel like you're in charge of your circumstances. Sometimes life can can really get you down and feel like it's throwing you a curveball. But I ask you to take control of your thoughts because thoughts lead to actions and actions lead to results, plain and simple. And this is a pill that I've had to swallow myself from time to time, and especially recently. And and here's where I'll let you in on a little a little personal confession of mine. For almost the last year now, uh, almost a year now, we're going on. I've been going through a very nasty divorce. Now, this ain't my first rodeo with divorce. <laughs> Trust me. 
But this has been one of those, like, really grumpy bulls at the rodeo who want nothing more than to, like, buck you off and then stomp on your coconut with its hooves while members of the crowd are either booing and some, some they're actually cheering watching you get your coconut stomped on. Um, and I'm not going to lie. This divorce has kicked my ass. It has really kicked my ass. And I spent the first month of the summer of last year without sleep and and barely able to eat. And when I did eat prior to basically us finally making that making that that part, at least starting that process before things got really really bad, when I did eat, it was usually something really poor for me. It was I, I was stress eating. It was usually in front of the television. I was chowing away on on my favorite feel good food, which is my own personal concoction of popcorn, peanut butter pretzels, and peanut M&Ms. And um, that was basically my diet. And that's that was what I, I mean, I gained a lot of weight just from the stress of trying to deal with my relationship for, for many years, for many. And this was not a, this has been an 18 year, uh, well, now 19 year marriage that, that is ending right now. And I didn't deal with the stress very well leading up to it. And then when it did happen, well, Long story short, I ended up losing about 25 pounds in less than a month because I got so depressed and I I just basically stopped eating. I looked and I felt like shit. And then I, I listened to someone else's podcast episode. It was actually a podcast episode for police officers about divorce. And something that the guy, that the guest said really stuck with me. And I'm hoping to get this person on in the future. I haven't reached out to him yet, but I'm, I'm hoping to get this person on uh, again because something that he said really stuck with me. And that's to take stock in the number one tool that you have to deal with the stress and depression. And that's your own mind. And the first part of that that he said was really like, it's going to suck for like a whole year. Just count on it. You're going to, you're going to ball your eyes out. You're going to have, you're going to have anger. You're going to have, you're going to have hurt. You're, it's going to be a year of suck. All right. So get over it. All right. Um, as I said before, your thoughts lead to actions and your actions lead to results. And, and I'd forgotten through that whole time period, the thing that I most identify within myself, and that is my warrior nature as a soldier. I mean, I've been through a lot of things in my life, things that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Combat, I've had relationship issues. I mean, there's been a lot that I've been through, um, losing people that were very close to me. Um, but through it all, I've always prevailed because I never gave up on things. Now, I was very fortunate to be programmed by some of the hardest charging leaders in the world when I joined the army. Um, and I don't know if they're, if they're listening. I know some of, some of my friends do listen from, from my earlier units. I know they listen to my podcast, but Sergeant Kendall Brown, uh, and Sergeant David Elder, two of the two people that really just, um, that really, they were the epitome to me of what leaders were and just hard charging soldiers. And, and those those people really programmed. Now there were other other leaders in my life also um, that really really made a big difference in showing me who I was, not who they were, but they got me to see who I was. And I always prevailed because I never gave up. They instilled that in me, and it really gave me the determination that like there's the hill, there's the objective, right? There's the mission, there's the enemy. The enemy's on top of that hill, and it doesn't matter what is in the way. I don't care if it is just riddled with well-armed, fully stocked and ammo-loaded enemy. I don't care if there's tanks in there. I don't care if they're dug into trenches. I don't care if there's barbed wire littered all over the place. I don't know if there's. I don't care if there's landmines. 
give me a Nerf gun. I'm taking the fucking hill. There's nothing that's going to stop me. I don't care what I have to do. I am taking that hill. No matter what happens in my life, nothing is going to stop me from making the most out of my situation. Everything to me is a hill. And nothing is going to stop me from taking the hill. Not my wife, not a bunch of asshole lawyers, and certainly not my own victim thinking. I'm not going to let my mind defeat me. So here's my last challenge to you. Are you going to be a victim? Are you feeling like a victim? Are you feeling the loss as if the circumstances are in control of you? Or are you going to take the fucking hill? Have you lost your job because of all this? Fine. It's time to find a better one. Have you been in an abusive relationship that wears on your psyche day in and day out? Get it out of your life. Get these toxic relationships out of your life. Are you living on soda and Pop-Tarts? <laughs> Throw that shit out. Do some push-ups and sit-ups. Start a practice of combat breathing meditation in the morning to become more relaxed and more control and more stress-free. Practice your dry fire exercises with your handgun. Watch some tactical instructional DVDs. Go walk the trails in the woods with your kids or your grandkids or just by yourself. Do something empowering for the warrior that's inside of you. There's the hill. Grab your Nerf gun and take it, my friends. Take it. And not to sound too cheesy, but you have the power. It's just a matter of whether you're going to tap into it or not. That's it. Okay. All right. There's my pep talk for the day. All right. Um, and that about wraps things up for, for us this week, folks. But, I, but really, there's been so much doom and gloom going on that I really wanted to make sure that you realize that there are some positive things that come out of everything. I mean, it, it sounds cheesy, and I know everybody knows, like, when one door closes, another one opens up. And I know it, it might seem easy for me, for some people, to be able to, you know, say that, you know, it's easy for me to say these things, but your life really sucks right now, right? Well, how many times have you looked back on your life and seen, and had sucky times? All of us have sucky times. This might be the suckiest of times, but another door will open, but it's about you turning that handle and taking charge of it yourself. It's about taking charge of the warrior spirit inside of you, all right? And hey, here's something else you can do. If you're loving our podcast, go ahead and give us one of those fancy schmancy five-star ratings on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast episodes, and be sure to share our show with your friends. I would certainly appreciate it, all right? And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. <laughs>